You're going to remember this every day for the rest of your life. If you want to get to a goal, if you want to get to your dream, you've got to focus on all the little steps. You have to put in your time. You have to be patient and you have to enjoy the process. Whatever you're doing now, whatever you want to be great at, whatever you want to be special at, I'm sure you, you may be already be good at it, but to be extraordinary, you have to do extra. I firmly believe that we are all here for a very specific reason, to do something truly extraordinary. But what are you going to do to get there? Welcome to the Magna Method Podcast, and I am very fortunate today to sit down with Mr. Joel Siegel. Joel Siegel is an American sports agent and the president of Team Sports for LaGuardia Americas. In 2016, Joel was named to the USA Today's, the NFL's 100 Most Important People's List. He was named to the Forbes List for the World's Most Powerful Sports Agents, and in 2008, Siegel was named one of the most powerful sports agents in the business. With over 25 years of experience representing NFL players, Siegel has built one of the largest practices in the league. His list of clients include many first-round draft picks, pro bowlers, and other notable players. Joel, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, Mark. Hey, Joel. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you well. Okay, great. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Everything's good. Thank you very much for making time for me. I know you're a busy man. And, uh, nah, it means I'm the not world. that busy. Really, My I pleasure. appreciate Any- it. Anything I could do, a friend of the king is a friend of mine. <laughs> the king, man. Unbelievable. I wish I could hear the story about how that started. I'm grateful to him. Yeah. Mark Roberts was nice enough to set us up, and uh, I can't thank you enough for being on the Magna Method podcast. You know, I've heard so many positive things about you through uh, Mark, and, you know, I just wanted to ask you, uh, you know, obviously a, new, uh, a number of questions, but how did you get started in the agent business? I I went to law school, Mark, and after law school, I um I worked at a law firm. Yeah, it was a, a little bit uh, not for me. I, I just didn't like the everyday nine to five type thing, and I kind of just started my business from scratch after reading a newspaper article about some great agents like the old Bob Wolf and guys like that. It sounded cool. And started business. So law school at Hofstra, is that correct? Yeah, I went to Hofstra Law School. Yes, and then on to George Washington University. Yes. And your first uh, client you received right out of law school? Who, who, what sport was your first client? Well, Were you always after just law football? school, you always, well, I did, tried a little basketball, didn't do too great. Did a little bit of football, got lucky, got a couple of guys at the beginning. And Brad Baxter was the first client, a fullback with the New York Jets from Alabama State. I remember Brad Baxter. Yep. I do. Great player. Good player. And how did the uh, courting process go? He just kind of got to know him. We became friends and gave me a chance, you know, just, just was uh, lucky enough that he thought about for me to give me a chance. Is it one of those things where you, you kind of let him know? I, I played football for a brief time in the NFL and CFL in uh, NFL yep. Europe. With me personally, um, Joel, it was I had to be very comfortable with the person yep. I was with. I, I just wanted to trust them because there's not a lot yep. of people you can trust when you get to that level. What types of things are you telling these individuals to let them know that you have their back and you're going to look out to them to the best of your ability? Yeah, You know what I tell them? I tell them two things. First of all, track record. But second of all, the track record doesn't necessarily mean much. And I've got to earn trust one day at a time with them. Mm-hmm. And it's every little thing you promise you deliver on and slowly earn trust. And that, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that time, uh, Brad was your first. 
did you did he start to pass the word and say, look, you got to go with my guy. This is this is a guy you can trust. Uh, you got to give him a I, shot. Yeah, I think a little bit of that, but more so, it gave you credibility that you had an NFL player, so you could go talk to other players, and they wouldn't be your first player. So that was really huge, really huge. Very grateful for the opportunity. Right. I'm sure they're gun shy. No one wants to be uh, your first, so to speak, right? No. No, sir. And who was the, you know, I'm sure Brad was a huge one because he was the first one. But in regards to like a marquee player, huge name, who was the first big name player you signed? Because I know you have a huge list of clients. Yeah, I think I I remember, you know, a bunch of great guys early on in the early 90s. But uh, O.J. McDuffie out of Penn State was a first-round draft choice. And he and I became real good friends and. He was a guy that was, you know, really, really important for building the business. Yeah, he was a heck of a player at Penn State. I yep, remember yep. myself. Great, yep. great player. And then there must have been a number of people after uh, OJ to try to to try to get him. I think that, you know, after OJ, it made it a little bit easier because I was able to tell guys, "Wow, you got OJ McDuffie, and he had a big, big name, so it was really good." Now, is your phone ringing off the hook because that Dallas-Green Bay game just ended? <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Oh, that, I'm that... to lower that volume. I apologize. No, that's okay. Uh, that's okay. The uh, the game was a great game, wasn't it? Like, I'm looking forward to the Pittsburgh game now. Oh, man, that's going to be a great game. I'm a hometown yeah. southeastern Massachusetts kid who played for the Patriots, so I can't wait to see that game. Okay, great, great. Um, let me ask you a question. Who did you want to win the uh, Cowboys-Green uh, Bay game? Oh, I didn't have a favorite. I root for players, not clubs. Who, who did and you have on the, the so Packers tonight, and the boys? So tonight, you know, playing in that Kansas City game on oh, the Chiefs, okay. I represent Eric Fisher. Okay. I represent Justin Houston on the Steelers. Great Got player. Ramon Foster, Marquise Pouncey, Jarvis Jones. So I'm, I'm looking forward to watching that one. Not not as many players in the early game. Okay. The great player. Houston's a great player, man. I love watching him play. Love him. Ter- love him. Great ter- guy, great player. Yep. Ter- terrific. Terrific. What would you say the the biggest challenge is for you working with these players and trying to maintain, you know, obviously your reputation, you you are your actions, but what's the biggest hurdle you have as any sports agent for the NFL players? Well, I think just take one day at a time and, you know, be be really, really meticulous in each thing you do for each guy and never rush. Take your time, do it slowly and treat each deal as if it's your very first one. Mm-hmm. And don't don't rush anything and take your time. And I think it's really important. Mm-hmm. Do you are there any um, things that happen to you along the way? Any, you know, I don't want to say mistakes, but I call them learning experiences that you had early on. You're like, wow, I'm never going to do that again, or lesson learned that you can remember. No, I don't. I don't think anything sticks out like a sore thumb in these deals. I just think I have the same process from day one. Slowly get many opinions ultimately you know my responsibility but have lawyers look at it i look at it and make sure everything's done the right way mm-hmm. and are there any do you have to form a tight relationship um obviously you get to know the families and you have to earn the family's trust but do you also have to form a tight relationship firstly on the side of maybe a college coach or do you get in with them at all because i never knew it to be like that but you're widely known, so do you get in good with the college coach and make sure you build a relationship with them as well? Rarely, rarely to never. No. Okay, that's that's it's a, it's more it's more so through the families, moms, dads, and also these days a lot of our work is done through compliance. So the compliance organizations in each school are pretty good, 
And if you can earn trust with them and do it the right way, a lot of times you can get a meeting with the player and their family. So that's a pretty good thing. Okay. And you go into the living room. We've all seen the, the, the show, the Jerry Maguire movie. Yeah. When you yeah. get in that living room, what's your, you know, gaining trust, I'm assuming is the number one goal, but do you have an approach and the things that you're going to speak to or a few key components you're going to hit on when you walk into that living room? Yeah, I think more so than take out books or contracts or things like that. Just kind of want to get to know people because a lot of people can do good contracts and things like that. But you want to make sure you have a relationship. You're getting to know people. As if it's a meeting and getting to know them. And that's what I do. Okay. And you would say, I'm sure you come across agents all the time in this business, in this industry, that they are the world's worst communicators. And I'm sure communication is probably the number one skill to have when you're dealing with these families. Would you agree? I, I think it's really a communication and just be straight up. And I think that's how it works out the best way. Awesome. And, and building rapport with the, I, I, are you familiar with the name Jack Mueller? Yeah, I do. Yep, I know Jack. Is, yep. Now, is Jack still working with the Patriots? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I talked to Jack not too recently. He's a real good guy, and right. I think he was doing some business a while ago, but I don't believe he's with the Patriots right now. Okay. He was my agent coming out of college. Is that right? Yeah, we called him That's Captain true. Jack. And, um, Jack. Good guy. Tough yeah. guy. Tough guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And um, I trusted him, and I trusted him yep. big time. And, you know, I brought Jack up because Jack went from being a sports agent representing players to working on the other side to representing the teams and working with contract yes. negotiations. Yes, yes. Are there are a couple people that st- are, of course, not naming names, but are there are a couple teams that stand out where they're really tough in contract negotiations. You know, you're going in for a dogfight. All of them. All of them. All of them. <laughs> All no, of there's them. Not a, there's not an easy one in the group. Okay. That I can promise. Yep. Understood. And, you know, working with, with these players, I imagine, you know, every year I know they have the NFL Rookie Symposium. And when I went yeah. to the, the – for the, for the listeners, people who don't know what the Rookie Symposium, the Rookie Symposium at the time when I went was a three-day symposium to trying to give the players a all-in, fully immersed course on what it's going to be like to be a professional football player the hurdles, the obstacles, and the things you're going to experience as an NFL football player. Now, the things that the NFL players experience early on are there's a multitude of things. More money, more opportunity, more attention. It's more girls. It's more nights out, more events, more dinners, more family members asking for money. Do you play a role in trying to keep all these powers at bay with each player? Well, I think... I think you can do, Mark, as much as they'll allow you to. Each player has a degree of how much they'll let you in and how much you're allowed to be involved. As much as I'm permitted to be involved, I'm glad to intercede, glad to give advice, anxious to help, but it depends. Each, each guy's different. Each guy has a different level of openness, and it, you know, each case at a time. Understood. Would you say that there's a uh, – is there one thing that most players struggle with their first year or in the early stages of their NFL career? Yeah, I think there's a number of things. First one is, you know, you've been the star, big man, king of the campus, and now you're a freshman again, so that's an investment. I think the second thing is any 20-something-year-old that gets a lot of money like that, it's got to be a difficult adjustment. 
And I think the third thing is people come out from nowhere, long lost friends who have somehow have now not be able to survive without the player's money. And guys make their money in a short window and they need to save it, not give it out to people. So those are some of the things. So are you help, are you helping them or, or referring them or you know handing them off to someone who's going to help them make wise investments as well? No, no, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not. That's not my business. I understand. But I, I just, I, I just want the guys to make sound decisions and save their money and be really careful, educate themselves, take take it slowly, and you know have people they can earn trust with. You, um, excuse me. You worked on the uh, Houston deal, obviously, correct? Yes. And that was a over a hundred million dollar deal for a linebacker. Is that the highest of its kind? At the time it was, and then Von Miller this offseason beat that deal. So what was Houston's contract numbers, if you don't mind me asking? At the time, I think J.J. Watt was the highest. Then after Houston, we became the highest. It was 50-some-odd guaranteed. It was you know over $100 million. It was a great deal. And then, you know, as time goes on, deals are going to be broken. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe that Von Miller's this offseason beat that by a bit. What was Von Miller's? Yes, a little bit more, I guess. I don't know the exact okay, numbers. Okay, understood. Yeah. And, yep. and is there one player that you were just overly impressed with? I'm sure that they all have their upsides in regards to handling the fame, the fortune, and doing a wise yeah. job. Was yeah. there one player where you were like, wow, this guy just did a really terrific job managing his income and taking care of his portfolio, and he, you were just well, impressed? Well, I don't think I want to point one guy out because I'll have a lot of guys mad at me. <laughs> So I'm just, I'm just going to leave it that, you know, I'm proud of a lot of the guys. Understood. Understood. Are you, is it, are you able to still root for one team or you still have to go with no, players, as you no, mentioned before? No, you get killed no if you teams. root for a team. No, no teams. I really don't. I just completely root for players. And then if it comes to teams, you know, guys who treat you fairly, guys who treat you with dignity, guys who keep their word, all things being equal, that's who you root for. Mm-hmm. And are you still traveling for, uh, to games and, and attending as many sure. of these games as possible. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I, I do that. I see the guys play, have dinner, hang out, spend time, get to know everybody better and better. So, sure, yeah, that's a good part of the job. Do you have an insane number of frequent flyer miles? Yes, that's correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's your least favorite part of this uh, profession? Um, oh, I think when at the end of a guy's career sometimes – if they've been great guys, good players, very good players, and kind of they're not able to get jobs, and it's really, really makes you feel bad, and you try hard, but sometimes it just run it's run its course, and guys have to move on to life after football, and that's part of it. But sometimes it's disappointing if a guy still wants to play and can't get a job. I it makes me feel real bad. Mm-hmm. Did did you do you ever? help them transition into something else or i know that's not your field obviously that's not what you do but oh uh, able... yeah no sure yeah anytime the guys let you get involved i love to help oh, really? that's a great thing you do yeah you want to be a part of that yep understood and you see so many of these guys making wonderful analysts and commentators yep. is, is that the, obviously the natural route or i, I see coaches sure, as well no. last night i saw izzo <laughs> on the sidelines for the texans i didn't even know he was yep. a special teams coach sure listen i just did a nice randy moss is doing a heck of a job that deal with him with espn a client of mine since the '90s, Brenson Buckner, became the D-line coach in Arizona. So he was, a lot of guys he, are doing great things. I'm sorry to interrupt. He played at Clemson, right? Yes. Yeah, he was a great nose guard at Clemson. I remember that. They had a great player. Great yep. player. And 
for for all everything that you've done with these players, if you could pass on advice, I'm going to ask you for some advice to go into two people. The first is, what advice would you pass on to a young agent? Well, I would say just outwork people. You know, just outwork people. Do it, do it the right way, and uh, and and just make sure you shoot it straight to the players. I think you'll be okay. Outwork them and shoot it straight. Mm-hmm. Understood. It's a lot of time and a lot of hours, right? Yes. Do are you a family guy? Are you married? Yes. And what's that like on the family? Are you traveling all That's over great. the place? That's great. My wife's the greatest, and everything's fine, and we have a lot of fun. And we do everything together. It's awesome. That's part of the job. I'm sure she doesn't mind the VIP passes. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give to a young player who just got signed? Uh, you could say first round draft choice. You know, it was just drafted, and they're going into the NFL. And you want to say, hey, you need to do these three things. Make sure you do this if you do anything. But just when you get in the league, understand it's a full-time job. Treat it as a job. You like to say, certainly first one in, last one out. Make it make it your full-time job in the off-season. Make you take care of your body and your mind the right way, and, and just take it from there. But it's a full-time job. Understood. And last question: Who was your favorite player growing up as a kid? Harold Carmichael. Carmichael. Yeah, awesome. love Carmichael. Love Carmichael. Awesome. Joel, I really can't thank you enough for your time, man. Tremendous to make time for me, and uh, you have a fan in myself now, so I can't thank you enough, man. I, I wish you a great uh, rest of the season and through the Super Bowl with all your clients and uh, much much more success till your already long line of success, my friend. That's great talking. Thanks a lot. Anytime. Thank you, Joel. All the best. Bye.